Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Just to let you know, I don't give attorneys a free pass. I'm an attorney myself in the state of Michigan for the last 31 years. And when I see attorneys do bad things in the news, I have no problem coming out here talking about it. So Roger sent me notes to Steve Check's story out about the attorney from Wichita. More clients come forward after Wichita attorney disappears on them. Not a good thing. One of the things that you do pay an attorney for is for them to show up. So they don't show up. It means, in essence, they had one job, they didn't do it. So Michael Schwanke wrote this for KWCH. Client tells Fact Finder 12 he's been contacted by an investigator looking into a Wichita attorney. Clients accuse the man of taking their money and then not showing up to represent them. The Office of the Disciplinary Administrator investigates complaints against Kansas attorneys, but won't confirm active investigations. Uh, since the first story aired about a week ago, TV station says they're hearing from more people saying that the attorney took their money as well. And that often happens. Somebody comes forward, so I had a bad experience with this person, this business, whatever it is. Somebody does a story on it in the media and other people come out and go, hey, happened to me too. And it proves my theory that when there's one or two complaints about somebody or something, there are possibly and quite probably other complaints out there because some people won't complain or they'll complain to other people, meaning that some people may have complained to the state bar, but hadn't called the TV station. And how would you know about that unless they contact the TV station? So $8,000, that's what the man says. Now, he said he wanted 10 but when he found out we could pay up front, he lowered it to 8 We wrote him a check that day, said one man who hired the attorney to represent him. He said that the attorney then showed up to one court hearing. And that was the last time I talked to him. Like other clients that the TV stations talked to, this man said he couldn't reach the attorney at his downtown office. We kept driving by. That's when my wife saw the UPS sticky notes on the door. That was November and December of last year. So people were trying to deliver stuff to this guy, leaving notes on his door, and apparently he wasn't coming into the office. And now we do not know if the $10,000 was too much money because we don't know what he's being hired for. But there's several different ways you can hire an attorney, but quite often up front, somebody will say, what's this going to cost me? And if the attorney says, well, you're hiring me to, you know, I don't know, uh, draft a will, okay? They can ballpark what that's going to cost up front. Uh, or you've been charged with a crime. Okay, well, if I've got to go to, you know, where we enter the plea and then where we do a preliminary exam and then we actually have a trial, that's going to cost some money. However, if we can work out a deal with a prosecutor, it'll cost a lot less money. And then the attorney should explain how they calculate what they get paid. And usually it's an hourly rate. So they might say, well, I'm going to be charging you this much per hour and we need some money up front just to cover the beginning of the case. And somewhere along the line, if we exhaust the money you gave me, you might owe me more money. But I'll bill you along the way and let you know that. Okay? So when the guy says, well, I need $10,000 up front, and they say, well, we, we can cut you a check for eight. He says, okay, I'll take the eight. And he does one court appearance for $8,000 is probably a little too steep. Okay? But the bigger problem is that he's not communicating with his clients. They've paid him for representation they should be able to reach him. So another client uh, contacted the TV station but said he wanted his identity protected, but he paid even more. He said, my court date was in August. He was there for that one, but I never heard from him again. The man paid the attorney $20,000. 
and has a receipt to prove it. Both men said they filed complaints with a state disciplinary office. Uh, one of them said he's been interviewed by an investigator about these allegations. Uh, unlike other clients, one of these men actually found the man at his office one day and said he was not happy to see us. Then he asked us if we wanted a refund. He said they were kicked out of the office, but after sending the man a certified letter asking for a refund, they received a check for $7,500. So he charged them $8,000, but gave back $7,500. So apparently he charged $500 for one court appearance. Uh, While he got most of his money back, he says he knows others who haven't received anything. So somehow other clients have spoken to each other and found out, hey, it's happening to me too. I don't know what kind of problems he's having, but I think he knows that you don't leave people hanging like you did. That's just really wrong. The attorney did not want to answer questions when the TV station found him at his home earlier this month. Now, he is still listed in good standing with the Kansas Judicial Center attorney registration. There's been no recent disciplinary action taken, but any current investigation would not be public. So you can, in most states that I'm aware of, go on to the state bar website, type in the name of an attorney, and it'll tell you whether they're active or inactive uh, or not a member at all. And so if somebody tells you, hey, I'm an attorney in the state of Michigan, look them up. Find out if they are. Turns out they are, they are. If they're not, they're not. But the fact is that while you're being investigated, it's like anything else, the allegations aren't merely allegations. There's a whole process to go through. But eventually, they're going to come to a determination. And it's quite possibly the case that if you get caught doing this several times, you might get suspended for a period of time or suspended completely and and have your license revoked. So the Wichita Bar Association is now working with clients who are affected by this one attorney. They encourage clients to reach their office at info at wichitabar.org. They've also got a phone number and website. There may also be financial relief available for clients through the Kansas Client Protection Fund. That fund, overseen by a commission, pays people that suffer economic loss as a result of dishonest actions by Kansas lawyers. Most states have got that. Michigan's got one also. Clients may file complaints against Kansas licensed attorneys. Uh, Those complaints must be in writing and filed with the Office of the Disciplinary Administrator. And information can be found at kscourts.org, kscourts.org. So a bunch of stuff going on here. But one thing you should know is that, yes, if the guy takes $8,000 from you, shows up in court one time and then just disappears, that's a problem. But the bigger problem I have, or maybe it's, who knows which problem is bigger, but another large problem you have is that if he doesn't show up for court and you do and your attorney's not there, that can screw things up too. Now, most judges would ask somebody, you know, they call the case, guy stands up and they go, you know, do you have an attorney? Yes, Your Honor, but he's not here. Okay, can you go call him? I tried. There's no answer. I'm sorry, Your Honor, I don't know what to do. That a judge would probably say, okay, let's put this aside and see. And now, if the guy's in the community and he's done this more than once, there's a good chance that word is filtered out that this guy's got some kind of problem. And But I've seen it before. Where a judge says, well, if you have an attorney who's filed an appearance and he's not here, we will adjourn this to a later date to find out where he is so you can find him, we can find him, something like that. Because once an attorney files an appearance on a file, they're obligated to show up more so than their client. 
because attorneys can go to court and represent the client who may or may not need to be there. That is a huge, huge problem. But unfortunately, things like this do happen. And it happens in a lot of businesses, not just attorneys, where people run into financial trouble. And somebody pays them some money like they normally do as a customer or a client or whatever the relationship is. And the person brings the money in and they use it and they dissipate it much faster than they should. So for instance, if you pay money to an attorney and say, I'm going to pay you to do this case for me, uh, doesn't mean that the attorney can take the money and spend it all the second they get it in their hands. Because technically they haven't earned the money yet. And so what some attorneys do is they will put that money into a trust account and then as they do the work on the file, they'll pay themselves. And I've heard of attorneys who will take the money and go, no, the second they hand it to me is mine. And they put it in an account and they start spending it. And then the client comes back the next day and says, you know something, I've changed my mind. I don't want to hire you for this project anymore. Uh, either I'm not going to pursue it or I'm going to go with somebody else. I want my money back. Now, if they've spent your money, they can pay you back, but technically they're paying you back with different money. That may or may not matter to you. But you see it becomes a problem if they haven't got enough money to pay you back. Well, what happened to my money? I spent it yesterday. I gave you $8,000 yesterday and you spent it yesterday? <laughs> if all you did was meet with me and discuss my case and do nothing else, you think that's $8,000 worth of work? Of course not. You know, so some states actually have rules on how you disperse money to yourself if you're holding it on behalf of a client who's fronted you money for work you're going to do. But it winds up being almost like a Ponzi scheme because they spend the money they got from you and now they need another person to walk in the door and hand them cash or money. And they take that money. And, and so that now they're, they're, they're playing catch up the whole time. So I'm not sure what's happening here. I can tell you, generally speaking, that there are problems in this community along with the community of doctors and, and some other professions where there are people who have uh, problems simply handling money. There's also people who've got problems with substance abuse, okay? And there's also people who simply get in over their head for whatever reason. And because they start, they're treading water, but they start to sink, they, they, they start making worse and worse decisions. And I've heard of attorneys who are in financial dire straits and took on cases they never should have touched because they needed the money. And then they wind up committing malpractice as well as misspending the money given to them by clients. So we'll see what happens, but it sounds like this guy's being investigated. It's a question of how many of those people complained about him and how many of those complaints actually are part of the investigation and then what happens later. But I can tell you that simply not showing up or not communicating with a client with whom you have a signed retainer and they've paid you money, that right there is an offense for which your license is in jeopardy. So we'll see what happens. It's happening in Wichita. Uh, KWCH and Michael Schwenke wrote that. Roger sent it. More clients come forward after a Wichita attorney disappears on them. It's not a good look. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I'm thankful for the 3-ounce Ziploc bag. It gives me somewhere to put my savings.